When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. On the Tar Heel Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Holding Court with Courtney Banghart. Presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics. Here's your host, Matt Krause. And we say hello on this Monday, February the 6th edition of Holding Courts with Courtney Bankhart, presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. My name is Matt Krause, radio play-by-play voice of Carolina women's basketball. We are on location here at the Sheraton Chapel Hill with the head coach herself, recapping a week for the Tar Heels that saw Carolina earn a home win against Virginia, 73-62 to to prolong the best run at home at Carmichael Arena since the late 2000s. It's now 26 wins in the last 28 home games in front of the home crowd. And then a 62-55 setback on the road against Louisville that we will graze over a little bit. <laughs> the All good things must yes. come to an end. Yes, the eight-game yes. win streak finished for the Tar Heels. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. So thoughts on the week that was for the Tar Heels. One and one with the win over Virginia and the setback to Louisville. Well, that's a very broad question. <laughs> I don't know where to go with all that. Um, you know, one and one is better than zero oh and two, and not as good as two and zero. Oh. How's that for about as good as I can give you? Math. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the. You'll have to give me more specific questions. I'm not smart enough to make up oh, a monologue. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the win over Virginia at good home. Place to start. Yeah. Yep, in front of the Carmichael crowd. Really important, especially in this stretch of four games of five on the road, faraway destinations to take care of business in the one at home in front of the home fans, right? Yeah, I mean, Carmichael's just become such a fun place to play. And, 
you know, I recognize so many of you guys here that I see in the stands, and it's just like a, a, a great, it's a great feeling when you walk on the court, and obviously our players really feel uh, feel safe and supported and connected there. So, yeah, Carmichael, any game in Carmichael is a game I'm a fan of. 53% from the floor, you're a fan of that too, and that win over Virginia. If you take out the first five shots of the game that the Tar Heels missed, it goes up to 59%. It's the best field goal percentage in an ACC game in your tenure at Carolina, best for the Tar Heels since February of 2019 against Boston College. So what do you like about the shots that you were getting against Virginia to shoot at such a high percentage? Well, first, it's one of the great, I think one of the really neat traditions you guys have all started where you stand until we score. Um, and so we just wanted you guys to stand a little bit longer to get your legs stretched out um, <laughs> for the first for that first few possessions, and then we let you settle in. Um, you know, yeah, defense to offense, and just you know, you're a better as I've always said, you're a better offensive coach when the ball goes in. But um, I liked our shots, um, and I liked that we we found a way to put them into the basket. Well, Syracuse, where the Tar Heels go on Thursday, they don't just stand, but they rhythmically applaud until the home team scores. So if you haven't experienced that before, that's that's a new. Uh, unique little twist that we'll see on Thursday. Maybe we can incorporate that for the home fans at Carmichael as well. Uh, five players in double figures in scoring mm. in the win over the Cavaliers. First time in ACC play this season. First time in an ACC game since last year's ACC home opener against Syracuse. When you see five with ten or more mm. points, what does that tell you about the way the ball moved? Yeah, I think defensively, they, you know, every, every team is so different in our league. And defensively, uh, they preferred to protect. Uh, and so we had a chance to move the ball side to side with, with general ease, um, which got really good players, you know, good shots. And then conversely, when teams really got up and pressured us, we didn't handle that as well this weekend. But, you know, we've got a lot of guys that can score, and our job is to continually work hard to find a great shot each possession. Caleb McPherson led the team in scoring mm -hmm. Thursday with 14 points. She becomes the seventh different Tar Heel to lead the team in scoring this year. That's the most individual leading scorers in a season since 2014-2015. Anya Poole in double figures in back-to-back -back games, and she's shown the ability to both score under the bucket on layups, but also to take the mid-range jumper mm -hmm. when it's available to her. How does her ability now to command some more defensive attention open up lanes for others? In a lot of ways. You know, she's got to find her herself in our offense. Um, and over the last uh, two weeks, two, three weeks, she's done a really good job of that. Um, you know, both in the interior, as you said, and as a face-up player uh, to pull the defense away from the basket. But I also, you know, would be remiss not to mention how it's great to have Kayla back. I know I've been telling you guys how good she is. Um, and I know you're starting to see that, which is really fun for us. Um, but yeah, Anya's played, you know, she played again on Sunday. She played well as well. So she's had another good week and, and we'll need that moving forward and unfortunately the loss against Louisville no Alyssa us be available for the Tar Heels in that contest and we know about her presence on the glass mm -hmm. but how was she missed on the offensive end oh gosh I mean a game without Alyssa Usby is a little painful um, she does so much for us you know she scores 13 points a game she's our best rebounder at nine a game she's incredibly active she's your uh, 94 foot threat um, you know, she gets her hands on things. I mean, she's just really a, a pleasure to have and, and makes up for a lot of things, which we saw, um, which we saw against, what did we play, Louisville. Louisville. Um, yeah, missing out on, missing Alyssa is, is a tough, is a tough ask, especially in front of 10,000 fans when you're asking both Destiny and Tiani to cover that spot, um, someone who does it so well. So um, a really good learning experience for our young guys. We just wish we could have Alyssa along with it. We've seen your team be successful against pressure several times this season. Yeah. You think about the Duke game, you think about the Clemson game, a couple of wins in recent weeks. What was different in the Louisville game other than the absence of Alyssa and Eva that took the Tar Heels out of rhythm offensively? Well, that's a big other than, right? <laughs> I mean, 
It's a, a giant other than. So you go in front of 10,000 fans against a pressure, a team that's starving, and you have uh, two of your most experienced players and two starters out. That's, that's a lot, right? And so we just didn't play well enough. The pressure bothered us. Um, ball didn't move as well because it wasn't as easy to move. Um, you know, I think the crowd at times made our guys feel a little bit smaller. Um, so I think really the, the, the young guys are going to be fine and they're going to continue to grow. But uh, the story on that game is it's a tough game to have those two out uh, given the environment. Well, we'll close the book and end the story on that game. How about that? The presenting season sponsor of Holding Court and Women's Basketball is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, believes an inclusive community is a healthy community. We resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to help empower our future leaders. We'll take a time out, come on back, and get to some listener questions here on this February 6th edition of Holding Court from Learfield. Back live on location at the Sheraton Chapel Hill for this edition of Holding Court with Courtney Banghart talking all things Carolina women's basketball. Up next for the Tar Heels, a couple of opponents this week from the northern regions of the ACC. One trip north to see Syracuse Thursday at 7. We're on the air at 6.30 with the Reed Jewelers pregame show. And then Sunday, Boston College comes to town. That'll be a noon tip and an 11.30 broadcast time on the Tar Heel Sports Network. Coach, we got some listener questions, as we always do, and we'll start with Barbara Fetters, who has two good ones for you. Her first question is in relation to your three-guard lineup, as mm-hmm. it seems like Kayla McPherson, Paulina Paris, Deja Kelly, when they're in there at the same time, they're all really good ball handlers. How do you decide who's playing the point, bringing the ball up the floor when they're all in at the same time? Well, you know, they're all capable, like you said. And without Alyssa, we really missed that rim run. So we, we didn't have um, – we want to be able to outlet the ball either side and play fast. And so when you play a little bit slower, then you have to sort of help define who the lead guard is. At our best, we don't have to define that. Um, but we had to this weekend. Um, and, and who's the lead guard is the guy who makes our offense the best. <laughs> it's that simple, right? Um, who's able to get each other, everybody else shots. Who's able to ensure that our, that our offense moves. Um, and so they all can do it at various spots when you want certain guys on or off ball. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a fluid thing as we figure out what pace we're going to play at until we can get Alyssa back soon. Just a definition for folks that may not know, rim run, what does that mean? There's a rim, and you've got to run to it as fast as you can. <laughs> yep, that's what has to happen. And Alyssa is tremendous at it. And so what happens is, is typically the first guy back is a guard. Alyssa runs so fast and so hard that you, typically the guard has to guard her. So the team is in a scramble while they're figuring out their matchups. And, and we really want that. We take advantage of that kind of six seconds of scramble. And when that doesn't happen, the team gets to flow into their defense and kind of settle in and build their wall, um, which we'd prefer not to happen. And it happened on Sunday, and we had a really tough time working around that. Barbara's next question, after a loss, how do you strike a balance between holding players accountable but also making sure they don't get too down on themselves, especially some of your young players? I think you do A, you hold them accountable. You know, these are kids want to be told the truth and they want clarity and and all those things. And so the film is incredibly clear. And it's really truthful. So we go through and we'll show individual film to our young guys, good, bad, and indifferent. Just this is kind of the flow of what happened. Uh, And then for the team, the same deal. We will show our offensive possessions in succession. And they can see sort of how we stack together, uh, both whether it was careless turnovers or or poor shots consecutively and what that does to a a 40-minute game. But, you know, you don't want to protect them from reality. That's not really – I'm not sure that that's helpful to them. Um, You know, we we will certainly remind them that um, we believe in them. 
and they've, been, they've played important minutes all year. I told Des before the game that we wouldn't wouldn't have beaten NC State without her, and I told Paulina we probably wouldn't have beaten Notre Dame without her. So these are kids that have had valuable experience, um, but they care about one thing, and that's winning. So when they don't, they're going to be a little in their feelings, and that's okay. It kind of comes to the territory. Dennis Goss is next. He submits great questions every week, and he says, being in this stretch of four or five games on the road, how do you and the team make best use of your time away from Chapel Hill on a typical road trip, and how do you balance team time versus personal time and downtime? Any fun things about a road trip? Well, the first thing you do to balance your time is you take that bag that you travel in and you don't put it away. It just It's right there. So that on Sunday when you get home, you do your laundry and put all the clothes back in for when you leave again Wednesday. So that saves some time. Um, but there's not really a lot of time for fun. I hate to say that because you get to go to class uh, and then we'll get a practice in because our guys are here and we can't bring our guys with us. Um, and then by the time we get to the airport and go through the whole process of getting to Syracuse, it'll be 7 o'clock at night. So they'll eat. Um, and they'll go back and um, settle in a little bit, and then they'll have some um, some body mobility in the evening, or they'll get into the pool for some mobility, and then they'll have a late-night stack and go to bed. Like, there's not a whole lot of time for much else than that. Um, and then the next day, it's shoot-around, if there is a shoot-around, which there wasn't on Sunday because of a noon tip, but shoot-around and a lot of eating. Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot of, of playing shoots and ladders and things like that on road trips. Is that your favorite board game? No, we're into sorry at my house right now. Okay. I'm on a three-game win streak. Not bragging, but it's facts. Facts are facts. How about that? Yep, facts. Uh, Dennis again. All right, here we go. Is it correct that your second-half technical against Louisville was only the third or fourth one in 15 or so years of head coaching? He recalls a fun story you told about the first two times when you claimed it wasn't even your fault. I've only gotten one other one, and that was actually, it was, yeah, it was on, um, wasn't my fault at all, and my bench got it. And it was hilarious because you all remember Carrie Moore. She was amazing. And um, her, I get in the, it was at NC State. And I come back at the end of the game and we go into our locker room after we talk with the team. And I pull out my phone and her mom had sent me this like page long text about like, my daughter's a wonderful person. I hope you don't get her in trouble. She is, you know, she should never be getting a technical foul. And I was like, your daughter's awesome. We move on. <laughs> um, so that one was, was on the bench, which I guess goes to me, even though I wasn't even involved. Um, and then I didn't even realize I got one until I saw that they were shooting two free throws. I was like, what just happened? So it's kind of a bummer that when you're going to get a technical foul, you kind of want to be like, I don't know, I kind of want a good story behind it. There's no good story behind that one. Besides, I just asked, if they have a block charge call, you can ask them to um, review it. And if you're wrong, you lose a timeout. Um, and if you're right, you get the play reversed. Um, and so I wanted them to review it. And the, it was wicked loud in there, so I couldn't hear. And so I was like, yo, we need you to review it before, because once you put the ball in, you can't change the play. So I said, I need you to renew it. And he looked at me and he says, you're out of your coaching box. And I was, so I said, so he said, you get a technical. And I was like, wow. Meanwhile, Jeff, just literally the things that he was saying, I was just like, what? You guys are allowing that? And so it was a little, little shocking, but yeah, I don't even think my mom tracked on it. She hasn't mentioned it yet. Fingers crossed. It doesn't get mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Leads us to another question from son of Odell on Twitter. Do you have Kennedy Todd Williams pre-designated as your technical free throw shooter? It was interesting that she came over to shoot those two free throws right after Deja just made three for her foul in that sequence when Jeff mm-hmm. got his technical. You have to, you don't get to announce, you have to announce your shooter before you start any free throws, right? So statistically, Toddy is having a better line, a better game at the free throw line. So we play the math on that. Um, she's tr- traditionally a very good free throw shooter. And then once you name the shooter, then you start shooting for the free throws. So it would have looked like a really right decision if Deja had only made two for three but once she makes three for three and Toddy goes one for two the question is 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 verified it's math right there 
When we continue here on Holding Courts, we will have a special treat for you. An interview that we did with Paulina Paris, Carolina's one true freshman. Paulina stops by the program when we continue after this from Learfield. We're back on Holding Court, and the presenting season sponsor of this program is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, believes an inclusive community is a healthy community. We resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to help empower our future leaders. Time now to join one of Carolina's real breakout stars of this season, Paulina Paris, the one true freshman on the team. And, Coach, before we get into the conversation that I had with Paulina, this was recorded on the road trip against Clemson. Just your overall thoughts on her growth and how she's been able to impact your team from day one. I know you said that she is really good at stacking those days in practice. Yeah, so you did this before the Clemson game. Correct. So then you should have done it again before the Louisville game. And then she'd score 22 again. <laughs> would be helpful. Yeah, it would have been great. Um, yeah, she's, she's been great. Uh, she's one of the more consistent uh, people I've ever been around in terms of, you know, she doesn't let one bad possession turn into two or one bad day turn into two. It doesn't, make, doesn't let her doubt herself. She's incredibly communicative. She loves film. Um, she's, she so wants to be whatever this team needs her to be, um, you know, and it's really hard to come in on a really good team. I remember she was committed to Penn State before the um, – was that the pandemic and um, it o- opened up her recruiting once she realized she could start taking visits and people that were recruiting against us she was like us Indiana a couple others they were saying you know Carolina's got so many good players so I don't know why you'd want to go there and to which she said that's actually why I want to go there right I want to go be with good players and you know that's how kind of iron sharp- sharpens iron and I'm going to trust that coach wants me because she thinks I can help um, and that's exactly what she's done she's been a huge help and looking forward to all that's ahead for her. So let's take a listen to my chat with Paulina Paris. Being the only true freshman on the team, I think that's where we have to start. You know, a roster of 12, and you are the only rookie. seems, though, that you've assimilated into this group really, really easily. How has that been such a successful transition for you? Um, I'd have to give it to my team. I mean, since the day that I've walked in here, they've accepted me, and they've just brought me in as as if I've been here for the amount of time they have. So... I give a lot of credit to them and my buddy Eva. She's really helped me, and I feel like she, like I owe her so much for what she's done for me since I've been here. What have you learned about college basketball and just being a college student playing a Division One sport from Eva? That it's not easy. I mean, I used to think in high school that it would be like the easiest thing to do, living on my own, and then I've realized that um, it takes a lot, a lot of um, energy, and just a lot of like growing up and I think that I've been doing very well and Eva has guided me a lot along the way. What has surprised you about something perhaps that's been more difficult than you thought once you got here to Chapel Hill? Um, Honestly I would say like the food aspect. I was really used to at home being fed three meals a day by my parents and now it's come to me to like feed myself and have like a good nutrition on a daily basis that feeds like my energy on and off the court so that's definitely been the hardest thing that I've had to deal with. Coming from New York, what drew you south to Chapel Hill and what made you want to be a Tar Heel? Um, again, on my visit, just being with these girls and seeing what it was like. And obviously, being a Tar Heel, it's like um, it's amazing. So I would say just that and just being able to say that I've, I'm playing basketball at the University of North Carolina is a blessing. High school class of 2022, so the onset of the pandemic was right in the middle of your high school career. How did that affect both your high school career and your recruitment process? 
Um, well, obviously, it's done my, my junior year. I only got to play about 10 games, so it was hard. I mean, coming back from COVID without any games, barely able to work out in gyms because they were all closed, so that was definitely hard. And then recruiting was hard, too, because I hadn't gone on an official visit. So when COVID reopened, I was able to take my four officials, and I was able to find this place, which was amazing, and I'm glad I was able to do that after COVID. Coming from New York, there's a stereotype in a good way that players, especially guards, are New York tough. Yes. What does that mean to you? I mean, I'm from New York, so, like, we're supposed to be tough. I mean, we grew up – I grew up playing outside. I grew up playing against the guys. I grew up playing against girls on the hardwood, having to take charges on the hardwood. So I think that there's just this mentality that comes with, like, if you're from New York, you have to be tough. And I think that I've – fulfilled that role very well. How has that made you better once you've gotten here to college? I think it's made me a lot better, um, especially growing up playing against like different guys. Like I would um, go to the gym and my dad would just bring me to play against these older guys that were already in college. And I think that playing against them prepared me for like going to the basket in college and just being able to get to the line and stuff like that. So definitely a lot. Who do you model your game after? My dad. And he played some ball too, right? He did. He played in Puerto Rico. Take us back to the Virginia Tech game. Mm -hmm. Close game, fourth quarter, neither team had held a lead greater than six. You take that game over. Nine points all in that fourth quarter uh, to finish the game with 15 in total. In a game like that one, where it is your first ACC road game as a true freshman, what's the mindset when the game's on the line and you're being entrusted to make key plays? Well, that's the thing. Um... Banghart has definitely trusted me since I've been here, and I think that in that game, I just wanted to come in and be able to impact the game as well as I could and just do whatever I needed to do to help the team win. So being a part of that game, it was it was truly my first game where I was able to see that I could impact the game on this team, and it was, it was nice. I mean, it was like a game that I was able to break out in, and again, it just goes back to trust. She was able to trust me that game. What about that matchup enabled your success? Um, well, I, I love getting to my left hand, and I was able to get to my left hand um, very easily that game, and I think that uh, I just took advantage of it and did it as many times as I could and got what I needed out of it. Did you feel at all, especially after that game and then the Notre Dame game the week after where you helped the Tar Heels earn the home win at all, like you had arrived as a player? Um, definitely. My first few games were a little tough because I wasn't shooting well. And I was still um, adjusting to the atmosphere here. So I think that those two games really helped me like open my eyes to see, like, yes, I do belong here, and yes, I'm going to make an impact on this team. What do you like to do outside of basketball? Um, I love to go get ice cream at Ben & Jerry's with, like, Eva Liss, my teammates. So that's fun. Um, Netflix. And just be able to hang out outside my dorm as much as I can. What ice cream flavor are we having? Is it the same every time? Does it switch up? It's uh, milk and cookies, and the people on Franklin Street know my order. So when I walk in, they have it ready when I'm ready to go. See, so. we need to get you an NIL deal. I would love one from them. That would be great. All right. See, we'll get to that. Uh, Netflix-wise, what are we watching these days? Um, I've watched Grey's Anatomy a lot of times. I think I'm on round three, so I'm on season four right now, which is really good. Um, Stranger Things I've watched nine times, actually. Wow. I love Stranger Things. Did you see the Stranger Things-themed uh, hotel room at our hotel in Indiana when we were there? I did. Destiny actually brought me to it, so it was pretty cool to see. And um, I think that was one of my fun facts when I first got here. I just love Stranger Things. It was a great series. 
Well, Paulina, thanks so much for joining us here on this episode of Holding Court. Thanks for taking the time, and we are so glad to have you in Chapel Hill. So excited to watch your continued growth through this season and beyond. Thank you. I appreciate it. Our thanks again to Paulina Paris for joining us next week on Holding Court. Here two interviews. I chatted with Carolina sophomore Destiny Adams and also the program's director of operations, Jessica Carrington. Those interviews will air on the show next week on Holding Court. One more segment to wrap up this week's show. It's after this from Learfield. One last segment here on Holding Court to take you home on this February the 6th edition. Carolina getting ready for the Syracuse Orange and the Boston College Eagles this week. Syracuse on the road Thursday at 7 o'clock. BC at home Sunday at noon. Coach, you know what I realized? I've been telling people, come on out to Carmichael on Sunday. Carolina's playing the Boston College Eagles. You can tell your friends you're going to the Eagles game this Sunday. Mm. You don't have to specify Mm, which like Eagles game, I like it. and you can sound cool. I like, it. and it's early enough tip. If you had a plane, you could do both. Exactly, you could, and plenty of time to uh, get on your couch for the big game coming up Sunday night. All right, so Syracuse on Thursday on the road at seven early in the week. But what's important to pay attention to as you prepare for the Orange? Well, they've got one of the most dynamic scorers in the league, averaging 20 points a game. A fifth-year senior who's just an e-bitty, you know, itty-bitty thing at five-five and can score in just a variety of ways. Puts a lot of pressure on defenses. Um, so that's going to be a critical matchup. They play the kind of signature two-three zone that you're you're familiar with with the men. Um, and so you're going to have a zone look for most of the game. Um, and it's the Carrier Dome, which, as you guys know, is a football stadium. And then there's like a little portion of it that has a basketball court, which is a little bit different, you know, than a basketball arena. So there's kind of three things. And we won't we will be without not for much longer, thank God, but um, uh, Eva and Alyssa. So it's a big week. Um, we got to get through this week um, as best we can. And so we're going to need to continue to get better and fight. The Louisville game yesterday, the Syracuse game Thursday, and then the Sunday home game against Boston College. All are play-for-K games. I've got on the pink T-shirt right now. How important is it for you and how mm. meaningful is it to be a part of the cause of breast cancer awareness? Yeah, I mean, that every, everyone in this room and everyone listening has been affected probably in a pretty negative way by such a terrible disease. My college roommate... Um, you know, went through stage two breast cancer and just, uh, that's just one such example, but there's just so many that we all know. And so anything that brings attention and therefore, um, some funding and things to support, uh, we're happy to do it with our platform and, um, just a huge week for, uh, you know, huge period of time for everybody in the room as it's a, as we fight this together. Important to come on out to Carmichael on Sunday to show support to those battling breast cancer mm -hmm. and also support the Tar Heels as they go for a home win against BC, right? We need you, man. Yeah, We got to make Carmichael. Michael, great. Well, you got to bring your part. We're especially as we're undermanned. We need you. So basketball brunch on Sunday at high noon as Carolina welcomes in Boston College for a home game this week. But first, a road trip to Syracuse, seven o'clock tip on Thursday. Coach, thanks as always for taking the time. Thanks for joining us here on Holding Court, and we'll talk to you prior to that game against the Orange. With the dream team, Matt, you got it. Go Heels. So the head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, our thanks to her and Paulina Paris for joining us on this edition of Holding Court. You heard it from start to finish on the Tar Heels Sports Network from Learfield. Holding Court with Courtney Banghart has been presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Tar Heels Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. 
They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.